This action reboot trips into some negative politics. Today I'm talking about Eraser Reborn. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about Eraser Reborn, which is the recent uh, sequel slash reboot to the, I believe it's 96, 1996 action movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this, <laughs> I thought it would be just straightforward, and then it ended up having some stuff in it that I wasn't a fan of. So without further ado, let's get started. I'm not surprised that Eraser got a reboot. Every studio is searching for quick and easy cash, and if you've got the rights to a somewhat memorable R-rated action movie, even just in premise, why not make a quick and dirty sequel? I'm more surprised that they didn't turn this into a series. The premise, a U.S. Marshal who erases important federal witnesses, usually by killing all of the people looking for the witness and allegedly killing the witness themselves, is, is tailor-made for a procedural. That way we've got, we get to know our non-Arnold lead, who, like it or not, will always be compared, uh, who will always be in the big man's shadow, and introduce some nuance. Okay, they made a series a lot like this on TNT called In Plain Sight, but it ran for four seasons. Regardless, they didn't go that way and made a functional action movie instead. Dominic Sherwood stars as Mason Pollard, a highly capable U.S. Marshal who specializes in erasing high-profile witnesses. And for his latest job, Pollard has a doozy, a woman with a ton of dirt on a multinational crime group known as the Syndicate. But while Pollard's skills are beyond reproach, are the other members of Pollard's squad out of the Syndicate's grasp? Eraser Reborn would be better if it was trying to be a straightforward action movie that's just here for a good time. It's not quite up there with its higher budget and mainstream peers that it's aping, a la John Wick, considering the similar blend of close-quarter firefights and mixed martial arts, but it's solid, bare-bones stuff. The main problem? It's trying and failing to be about something. The idea that the movie bats around like a cat with a ball of yarn is that a lot of people that that the, a lot of the people that Pollard erases and, relo- and relocates are terrible criminals who often bail before they testify, don't follow his rules, or are simply looking to save their own skin. Not a bad idea. Emphasize how hard that makes his job, give him some trust issues to work through on his new assignment, and maybe everybody grows a bit by the end. And the villain is a representation of what could happen if those temptations and thoughts overwhelm somebody. Again, not a bad idea. There's two big problems, though. The first is, there's no evidence of these things happening on screen. The villain says our new witness is looking to run, but we haven't seen this happen a bunch before, and all things considered, this witness is completely justified in not trusting Pollard or the police. The second problem is Pollard's response to this idea. In the main scene in question, tensions between Pollard and his witness have come to a head. They both nearly died, and they are on the run. Pollard asks her if she was looking to run. She admits that yes, she was, and points out that the villain is one of Pollard's own, own as an example of what she's talking about. And then Pollard gives the not-all-cops speech. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the not-all-cops argument is a common defense against racial, ju- uh, racial justice movements or protests against police violence. The notion is that there are a few bad apples and the rest of the police are doing their very best. 
which completely negates how the police act as a whole. There may be dedicated officers who patrol their beat and do their best to ingratiate themselves with the community and do their level best to avoid use of force or acting on racial biases. But the numbers don't support this. If the collective whole of the police are arresting more black people for crimes than white people who also commit crimes at higher, the same crimes at higher rates, the police are the problem. Also, what is this argument doing here? Based on this woman's experience, she's completely justified in trusting no one, minus Pollard. And that's the course of action they take for the rest of movie. The movie, minus some people who owe Pollard a favor. So why does it matter? It's just one scene, right? Well, that's the thing. After this, Pollard's goal, stated out loud, is to prove that the police and people are generally good and not the trash his witness assumes they are. And considering that almost all of his enemies are non-white people, yeah, it starts to feel a bit gross by the end. I don't think this was intentional. It really feels like this scene was added to give the characters more depth, but it really feels, really puts a pall over the rest of the movie. Sadly, this wrong-headed attempt to make this silly action movie mean something left a bad taste in my mouth. Four out of ten. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.